Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may be listening in. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's episode 14 of our Truth Tidbits as we read through the scriptures in different places and see what direction the Lord has on a daily basis. So today, I was drawn to this topic, and it is a living sacrifice. What in the world does that even mean? What is a living sacrifice? Well, let's first of all read a little bit about what the scripture tell uh, what the scripture tells us about it, and first of all, let's start with the command and the instruction that we are given found in Romans chapter 12. In Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2, Paul is writing to the church at Rome and he says this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. In other words, that's the, that's the least you can do. That's the least of what's expected of you. And do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I want to really hone in on this phrase that Paul uses here, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Paul is instructing us to make a choice of our will, a choice of our mind, a choice of our heart and our spirit to present ourselves. It's an act that no one can do for you. You must do it for yourself, but present yourself a living sacrifice. So what in the world does that mean? Well, first of all, let's consider this. A sacrifice goes, takes us back to the Old Testament, to the sacrificial system in the, the days of the Torah, and beyond, when they would take lambs and bulls and goats, animals, and literally kill them, sacrifice them. They were dead, dead as a doornail. They would kill them. Why? It was a way that God had instructed them to honor him. It was a way they would do that as a uh, pattern toward the atonement that was to come because Jesus ended up fulfilling all of those sacrifices on the cross when he died. The sacrificial system was based on this principle. The innocent dies for the guilty in the Old Testament, and they were pointing to the death of Jesus on the cross, who Hebrews tells us is the once for all sacrifice. No other sacrifice ever for atonement is ever needed. But after the cross and the resurrection, Paul now tells us that it's our job our reasonable service to present ourselves as if we were a living sacrifice. So it carries that idea of the sacrifice that was dead, totally dead. When they killed those lambs and bulls and goats, those animals never lived again. They were dead as a doornail. They were dead. 
But here, Paul says, present yourselves a living sacrifice. Prior to Jesus, there was no such thing as a living sacrifice. However, because of Jesus, there is, and he is the pattern to help us understand what a living sacrifice is. The first place I want to direct you now is in Revelation chapter 5. In Revelation chapter 5, we're in the middle of this scene where the um, there's it's a throne room scene. We've set up for it in chapter 4. It sets it all up. In chapter 5, we start out, and this man that's on the throne, we know to be God the Father, the majesty on high, it has now, he's holding a seven-sealed scroll in his hand, and there's a search going forth. There is a search going forth in heaven, in earth, and under the earth for anyone, one person worthy to take that scroll from the hand of the majesty on high and then to begin to open it. Now, that's all a different study for another time. But the point I want to make here, I want to read you a few of the scriptures here from this passage. John is writing and John is seeing all of this. And so in verse four, John is speaking here and he says, so I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or even to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah the root of David has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. Now notice verse six. And I looked and behold in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Right there, we see the living sacrifice. That living sacrifice is the Lamb of God that was slain for the sin of the world, was raised to life eternal, and now lives forever before his father in heaven, and he is the one taking this scroll. So here we see the pattern of a living sacrifice. So what does that tell us? All right. It tells us this. In the whole of the counsel of God, in the whole of the scriptures, when you piece it all together and you understand it, what it's talking about here is a sacrifice. In other words, something that has died but now lives again. Now, what does that mean to the Christian? We die, but we do not die physically. This is not saying that we are to, to kill ourselves or that we are to die physically. It's talking about dying to self, dying to the things of the flesh. How do we know that? If you go back to Romans chapter 6, Romans chapter 6 is a definitive, a definitive verse for you 
to understand the things that Paul is talking about here. Romans 6 is devoted to giving understanding to this concept of dying to sin and raising to life to God, being alive to God. So it's talking about a spiritual death, a death where you deny yourself. Jesus came along and he talked about the cost of discipleship, that you are to deny yourself, die to self. Romans 6 here, Paul expands on that. Paul even uh, says to himself that he dies daily. He tells us in another place to mortify the deeds of the flesh, not the flesh, but the deeds of the flesh. And if you go to Galatians chapter five, you will understand the deeds of the flesh. They are the, you know, adultery and fornication and on all of those things listed there and in other places in the scripture. What God is talking about is we die to those things. We die to sin. And then we are raised in newness of life. And like I said, the, the, the um, premier chapter on that for you to look at is Romans chapter 6. He explains it, then he goes into great detail. But I want to read to you out of Romans 6, verse 11. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's what the living sacrifice is talking about. It's being dead to sin, but raised through Christ Jesus in this newness of life, this new creation that Paul spoke about in Corinthians, where he says the old things are dead and gone, but the new things have come because you're a new creation. You're dead to sin, but now you're raised to newness of life. In Christ Jesus, you are raised to live unto God. Hallelujah. And so this living sacrifice, that's what it means. I want to end with this passage in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. And I want to leave you with this. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, Paul is writing and he says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I pray that you will find that to be your testimony, as it was of Paul, that you will no longer live for yourself. You will die to self. You will die to the deeds of the flesh. You will die to your own desires. And you will now live in Christ, for Christ, devoted to Jesus, consecrated to him, living by faith in the Son of God who loved you, and gave himself for you. I pray this has been a blessing to you today. And Lord willing, you can join us again for future episodes as we continue reading God's word and speaking from that, sharing what God shares with us. Bless you in Jesus' name.